You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Sev Chakras, episode 81. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on, action takers? You are back. Once again, to your source for ancient and powerful wisdom transmitted by the power of the internet and delivered to you on your iPhone, Android, tablet, or laptop. It's true. We are living in one of the most wonderful times of humanity where we can harness the power of technology to communicate to listeners literally across the globe. And thanks to you, My 7 Chakras is currently listened to in over 140 countries. Now, I don't plan to stop. In fact, my determination is to influence 1 million lives over the next 5 years. And in order to do that, I want to know what you need, what you want, and what will help you begin your human revolution. And that's why I'm conducting a small survey titled Human Revolution 2016. And the fun part is that this question is that this survey has just one question. Action takers, what is your single biggest frustration or passion when it comes to alternative healing? Now, a passion could be something that you really want to learn or know more about, such as yoga, meditation, Reiki, or mindfulness. And a frustration could be an area in which you haven't been successful yet or you haven't seen the results yet. Maybe you tried dieting to lose weight or you've tried meditating many times, but you just can't attain the bliss that many people speak about. Or you tried many times to get good sleep, but no matter what, you just can't get relaxed sleep. Whatever it is, I just want to know more about you. To participate, all you have to do is visit this link, my7chakras, S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S dot com slash survey and answer just one question. What is your single biggest frustration or passion when it comes to alternative healing? I know that you're an action taker and not a procrastinator. So if possible, pause this podcast right now. Visit the link my7chakras.com slash survey and spend two to three minutes answering this question. We can always meet on the other side of this break because this information would really allow me to serve you better. Once again, the link is very simple. Since it's a survey, the link is my7chakras.com slash survey. 
and action takers today you are going to listen to a transformational story a story that will remind you that nothing is impossible if you put in your very best and to make that happen our featured guest for today is michael temes so michael are you ready to inspire yes sir i live for inspiration awesome so michael temes was morbidly obese had severe obstructive sleep apnea high blood pressure and advanced gum disease not only did he lose 100 pounds and reverse all of those lifestyle related health conditions he also transformed the dysfunctional relationship he had with food his lifestyle and his true self this 13 year health transformation experience was intensified when he lost five family members within 18 months because of the tremendous impact of these losses michael was forced to have a major mental emotional and spiritual breakthroughs in some of the most difficult times of his life after experiencing all of these life transforming deaths he was highly inspired to write an empowering book about life so michael i've given our listeners a short intro but take about a minute and tell us a bit more about yourself yeah sure thank you for that introduction i appreciate it um you know i'll get into the the whole story as we have this conversation but basically as you said uh, i went through all those life transforming experiences and it motivated me empowered me to become a certified health coach i also wrote my book and i'm i'm into energy healing as well i'm a reiki master practitioner so combining all different aspects of healing into my approach to helping transform the obesity epidemic we have going on in not only in America but all across the world. So Michael we can't wait to learn more about your story about how you overcame your self-limiting beliefs. But before that the way we begin each episode is through words of inspiration to help us learn, grow and take action. And you have a big role today in helping us get there. So Michael what is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply this quote to your life? My favorite is from the reggae legend himself Bob Marley and it's emancipate yourself from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our mind and I love that quote because that's basically what's going on with people in society that are you know unawakened is that we live in this mental chaos uh, and we live in this world of impossibilities because our mind has us believe these things about ourselves that aren't true but then you know that's all the ego talking to us but then when we really get in touch with our higher selves with our higher purpose with our true consciousness then we can actually reach the goals that we want to reach and get past this mental slavery get break the walls down and reach our goals or manifest the the amazing things that we want to create for our lives that's why i love that quote so much mm-hmm. that is so profound none but ourselves can free our mind it's so true we live in a world of impossibility sometimes where our ego as you mentioned sometimes the people around us sometimes society puts a limit around our potential but as you mentioned if we break through if we break down those walls we are able to really experience the best and the highest version of ourselves right we will experience the limitless potential that's out there in the universe for us to manifest anything we want wonderful so michael let's move into the interview what really inspired you to write your book transformative nutrition what inspired me was my um health transformation journey of being morbidly obese and having severe obstructive sleep apnea it got me to a place where i couldn't live that way anymore and i knew i had to make a change but i didn't want surgery for my sleep apnea and i didn't want to be on medication mm-hmm. for the rest of my life either so i knew that i had to do something to transform my health because a lot of people look at their health and they you know they think that they need to change you know change their diet or change their lifestyle but 
I like to encourage people and I'd like to encourage listeners listening to this to shift your perception and awareness from changing to transforming because there's extreme power in the word transformation. And if you think about what it means to transform, you're going from one state of being or living to a completely different state of being and living and, and never going back to the way you were originally. That is what is can create lasting results, whether it be permanent weight loss or you're manifesting a job or getting, you know, manifesting a relationship. You know, there's so many different areas of life where we can apply this transformational concept. And when we start looking at it that way, and moving from the change mindset to the transformational mindset, then we can really have some major breakthroughs with any area of our life. I love that your inspiration stemmed from the fact that you just couldn't live at that place or stay at that place anymore. And what comes to my mind is a beautiful quote by JP Morgan, who once said something along the lines of before getting anywhere, before getting anywhere, you have to first make a decision that you're not going to stay where you are. And you actually made that decision that you're not going to stay no matter what, you're not going to stay where you are. And I love your emphasis on transformation. Action takers, when you say transformation, transformation, not just change. When you say transformation, it's more grand, it's powerful, it's bold. And that is your story. Now, Michael, one of the things you did as a part of your transformation was that you transformed the dysfunctional relationship that you had with food. Let's talk about the relationship between us and the food that we eat. Yes, definitely. That's one of my favorite things to talk about and make and bring awareness to people around because we're aware of dysfunctional relationships between people. You know, we have dysfunctional marriages and uh, friendships and, uh, you know, mother-daughter relationships, father-son, brother-sister. Yeah. We're aware of those. You know, those are physical relationships that can be imbalanced. But another area that can be imbalanced is our relationship to food and our relationship to ourself. And my work is powerfully designed to help people to transform their relationship to food. And in doing so, really getting people present to why they eat the way they eat, how they eat the way they eat, the food that they're eating, why they're eating, what they're eating, basically getting people to ask their body to communicate to them because our body is always communicating to us, communicates to us in the form of symptoms. It lets us know something is off. So when we listen to this communication, we can then start creating this functional relationship with our body. And then we start feeding our body the food that it requires to sustain a healthy life. When you look at the whole holistic puzzle, there's many pieces to the puzzle. You know, we have career, spirituality, friendships, social life, physical activity, education. You know, these are all these are all areas that make us a whole and complete being. And when you have an imbalance in one of the areas, all the other areas can start to become imbalanced. And that's when a dysfunctional relationship can be, you know, established. And that's not what we want. We want to balance those areas and create a functional relationship to where we know, okay, I know what's going on in my life. And I know why I'm coming home and stuffing my face with junk food instead of sustaining my body with good food. It's because I'm staying at a job that I'm miserable at or I'm staying in an unhealthy relationship. And, you know, you see these things are all connected. And then once we start understanding this connection, then we can start working through the issues that we have in these areas and balance them out. So that way we can establish that functional relationship with food again. And then our body is happy and then we live disease free and everything's in harmony that way. Mm -hmm. So I love the focus that you have on the why. Listeners, food 
is also energy it's information so it's really a good time to think about why are you eating what you're eating is that the right information that you're feeding your body and michael you mentioned junk food we all know that junk food is bad for us but sometimes even to think about you know quitting pizzas or burgers or that chocolate donut can be really really hard so mm-hmm. what were some of the challenges that you faced when you first attempted to eliminate fast food and how did you actually go about it the challenge is fast food was the, the biggest challenge fast food and soda <laughs> soda were the two biggest ones right there and and i was addicted to fast food and soda i ate fast food for breakfast lunch and dinner in fact and you know the portion sizes in america are absolutely ridiculous so you know, and, and I would get them super sized. So I would have the extra, extra large, and then I would get extra on top of that. So I had an addiction. And the most powerful thing that I did was I started educating myself on the food that I was eating and, and reading about it and, and learning about nutrition and questioning what the ingredients w- were in the foods that I was eating and came, came to the realization that I became that much overweight because I was not treating my body correctly. I was eating this junk food. And what I did was I started adding good stuff in. So I started adding a lot more water. I started preparing my own meals. I started uh, making my own salads and sandwiches, making my own dinners. And little by little, the more good stuff I added in, all that bad stuff, all that junk food, all that processed garbage, I stopped craving it. It's almost like it was magical. And I like to empower the listeners to have that same context. Because when you try to restrict your diet, when you try to cut out things, our ego starts playing tricks on us. It says it turns into a spiteful brat and it kind of backfires on us when we try to cut things out. So what I found that it's very powerful that works with myself and works with clients that I coach is instead of cutting out foods, just add in good stuff. Mm-hmm. And naturally, the bad stuff will just fade out and you won't crave it as much anymore. I've seen it work plenty of times and it's, it's a very powerful approach that works. And I don't I can't explain how it works. It just does. It's kind of working with our body, our body's natural cravings and, and our what it's telling us, communicating to us. Mm-hmm. So I love the, that you mentioned little by little. And action takers, when we are working towards a transformation, sometimes the information might seem so overwhelming, complex, confusing. There are so many diets, so many things to learn about, so many types of detoxes to really try out. And it might seem really difficult, but research has proven that if you take even one step each day, make a small attempt, read a small excerpt from a book, but keep trying each day over a period of three months, six months or one year, you'll be surprised of how much progress you've made. And more importantly, the people around you, they'll be surprised and they'll say, that you have had a transformation. You won't believe it because, you know, you're not used to seeing such a big difference. You change each and every day. You don't notice it. But the people around you will take notice and they'll ask you that question and they'll ask you, how did you change yourself? Let me get some information as well. Now, Michael, you mentioned that you had sleep apnea. So for somebody hearing this term for the very first time, what is sleep apnea? Sleep apnea is when you have an obstruction in your throat. And when you're trying to sleep, that obstruction prevents air from getting into your lungs when you're trying to when you're breathing. So what happens is you stop breathing during the night when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up choking and gasping for air. And they determine the severity of, of the sleep apnea by how many times you stop breathing during the night. And mine was like over 100 times. 
and I think like 50 or something. I don't remember what they said, but it was severe, a severe case. So that's how they determined that. And the two main treatments for sleep apnea is one is surgery where they, they basically reconstruct your esophageal passageway to let more air in. The other approach is to sleep with a machine on your face. It's called the CPAP machine. And what it is, is this mask that you have on your face and your nose and mouth. And it the doctor determines the air pressure to set it to, depending on how severe your sleep apnea is. Mine was at the highest setting. So this machine, you, you sleep with it and it's got a strap on the back and it, it holds to your face and it forces air so you don't stop breathing during the night and you can get a restful sleep. So I used that machine and I got some amazing sleep because I, I would probably, I mean, at most get like two to three hours sleep thinking that I was sleeping eight hours because of uh, mm-hmm. stopping you know my breathing so much. You actually go for a sleep study to determine this. So they, they put all these probes on you and then they watch you sleep overnight and then they, they have all this data and then they analyze it and they say, okay, you fell asleep or you, you stopped breathing X amount of times. You have either mild, moderate or severe. So I slept with this machine and I got some incredible sleep, but I, I continued my sedentary lifestyle and I just kept eating junk food. I really didn't care about my life at this point. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, I don't want to be in this breathing machine for the rest of my life. I don't want surgery. So before this even all happened, before I even went to the doctor for the sleep study, the reason I went was because I, I was so scared. I got to the point where I was falling asleep during the day so much, I fell asleep driving my car and I got into a car accident. That moment was my aha moment. I, I said, okay, I have to do something because I'm going to kill myself if I keep living this way. So fast forward a few months and I started my whole exercise plan and I started eating better and researching things and learning about nutrition. I actually weaned myself off that machine with time. You know, over a period of about a year, I lost 70 pounds and then I, I was using that CPAP machine less and less and less. And by the time I went back to the doctor for a follow-up study, I didn't have sleep apnea anymore. So I went from having severe sleep apnea to losing 70 pounds and reversing my sleep apnea all naturally without drugs, without surgery, just using that machine for for a brief period. I think I used it for like a year or like, you know, 10, 10 or 11 months and everything else I did was just all natural, you know, going on exercises, but my, riding my bike, uh, doing outdoor activities and eating eating healthier, listening to my body. And that's one of the biggest things that I tell people is there's no doctor, there's no orange and white bottle, there's no guru, health expert, shaman, anybody that knows your body better than you know your body. Mm-hmm. And your body will tell you, will tell you how you can cure yourself, how you can heal yourself naturally. And one of the biggest things I encourage people to, to start doing is doctoring themselves. Because we have this innate ability to heal ourselves if we just tap into it. And then the way to do that is to listen to, your, to what your body's trying to, to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Now, you've lost over 100 pounds. You were 245 before, and now you're about 140. Am I correct? Yeah, between 140 and 145. So between 100 and 105 pounds I lost. So firstly, that's phenomenal. Out of all the things you did, what do you feel was your most powerful tool or strategy for not only setting a goal, but also following through? What I would say and, and I, what I would encourage people to do is because setting goals can sometimes be daunting and overwhelming, mm-hmm. I would recommend starting with small realistic goals. Instead of saying, you know, if I, if I would have said I want to lose 100 pounds and reverse sleep apnea back when I started my health journey, that would have been, you know, that, that's just way too much. Mm-hmm. So I had, you know, I set small goals. You know, I said, okay, I want to lose 5 to 10 pounds to start off with. Nothing else. So I reached that. And then once I got there, I said, okay, I want to lose another 5 to 10 pounds. And I got there and it's like, okay, now I want to stop drinking soda. So it, like I said, in order to do that, 
I just started adding in more water, more salads, more food, more good home cooked foods. And then another small goal was to stop eating fast food. And that took some time. But I mean, you see, you have these little goals. Yeah. They're like steps. You create your own stairway to achieving that big goal, the, the end result that you want. You know, always dream big. I'm not, I'm always encouraging people to have those big dreams, but don't start off your journey trying to reach that big dream right away because a lot of the time you're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to fail. And, you know, are you going to be able to pick yourself back up if you fail from something like that? So to prevent the failures or to lessen the amount of failures, start with small realistic goals. That's what I did. It worked for me. That's what a lot of my clients do. It works wonders for them. And that's what I highly recommend because it's much easier to to get into a, a habit of doing something small to begin with instead of trying to go all in or nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really, really powerful. And it's often said that you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. At some point, you were changing, you change your health habits, your nutrition, your outlook, your practices, and a lot of other things. Firstly, how did the people around you react? And did you start hanging out with different people? Actually, they didn't recognize me after I lost all that weight. And I, and I look at back at the before pictures and I don't even recognize me. <laughs> so it's like, wow, you know, and, and you know what, not only physically, I look different, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I was different. Because one thing that that we're starting to understand more is that we're an interconnected being of all these different areas, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, all these areas make us whole. So, you know, just because I lost that weight, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that I lost all the mental and emotional baggage that was attached to being overweight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of the time when people are overweight, they have these struggles that they deal with and they don't realize that they're non-physical and they're going to take some, some work, you know, some deep work, transformational work to actually overcome because, and this is the reason why a lot of diets fail and people gain all the weight they lost back and sometimes even then some. The reason is is because there's a deeper underlying reason for why you became overweight in the first place and why you held on or are holding on to the weight in the first place. Yeah. And digging to the root of that, of the reason why will really help you transform that for good in all areas, not just the physical, because anyone can go on a diet and lose weight. It takes some effort. Yes, but it's not the most difficult thing to do. But when you look at the stuff that we hold on to for years, and I mean years, I mean, I, I held on to those stuff for years. I was in a dysfunctional relationship many, many years ago, which actually was the reason that I started eating a lot of junk food and put on a lot of weight. I was really sad and depressed. So I reached for the food and that was comforting to me. And I didn't realize this until like four or five years after I had lost all the weight that, oh, wow, I was still holding on to this resentment and anger from that relationship all those years ago. And it was causing me to have this negative outlook on my life. A lot of people deal with this, you know, our mind is constantly chattering and telling us that we're no good, or that we're inadequate, or that we're stupid, or fat and ugly. You know, these are the conversations that our mind makes us or tries to have us believe. But when we become aware of the, these conversations and dig deep into what is causing those conversations, mm -hmm. then we can really get to the root of them and eliminate them. Or if not eliminate them, lessen them so much that it's so tame that it doesn't it doesn't cause us to have these dysfunctional relationships with our body and with food. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Uh, let's focus on somebody listening to the show right now, somebody who might be a bit overweight, a bit obese, 
and may have tried many times to lose weight in the past but has been unsuccessful what advice do you have for this person who really wants to lose weight even though this person has experienced some challenges in the past most significant thing that i would say would be to listen to your body like i was saying earlier because it will tell you the steps you need to take really getting present to what is going on inside your body. Why are you reaching for whatever food you're eating? What emotions come up when you eat comfort food or you eat junk food? What is causing you to have these thoughts of, of wanting to eat when you're not hungry or overeating? These are a lot of things that cause someone to become overweight in the first place. And getting to the cause, the root problem is the way to go because when we try to eliminate problems at the surface level, mm -hmm. that's just putting a bandaid on it. It's kind of like giving someone medication for a problem and saying, oh, you're cured when no, actually you're not cured. You're just eliminating the symptom. We need to get to the root of what is going, what, where is that coming from? What was it or what is it that has you in this, in the present state that you're in? What, what caused you to get there? Because I, I tell people, you know, I didn't become overweight overnight. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in a position that you're overweight, just understand that concept. You're not going to lose that weight overnight either. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some dedication. It's going to take some time, you know, be patient with yourself and always acknowledge your progress because it's very important to concentrate and focus on the positive in your life instead of focus on what is lacking. Yeah. Because you want to create more of what's working in your life. So concentrating on what's working in your life will create more of what's working. So acknowledge your progress, but don't settle for less than you are capable of. And I like to tell people that because a lot of the time we, you know, we'll say, oh, you know, I got to this plateau and, you know, that, that's all I'm good for. And, and now I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. Well, that's not true because... We are capable of manifesting anything, like I was saying in the beginning of, the, of this conversation. And in order to actually manifest those things, we have to get in touch with every area of our body and our life. You know, whether and it, then it goes deeper into that, even into the whole spiritual aspect of it. You know, whether it be meditating or praying or you know going to church, whatever it may be, going doing yoga. These are the kind of things that will really ground you and get you present to what is going on in your body and, and tapping you into that higher state of consciousness that can get you to be able to reach those goals and to tame that chatter from the mind trying to tell you that you're not worthy of fame or success or fortune or weight loss or having a, a fit and trim body, whatever it may be. You know, there's so many different goals we can have that we can equate this to. But just having this relationship with every area of our life and every, every area of our body can really help to transform that that in and of itself. So Michael, I really loved listening to your inspiring story so far and the wisdom that you have accumulated as a result of your journey. So to gain some momentum right now for somebody starting out their human revolution today itself, is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners that they can try out immediately? The most powerful health tip that I could give is to tap into your innate ability to doctor yourself. And it all goes back to listening to your body. And, and the reason I bring up listening to your body so much is because of the nature of the show, especially, you know, when we incorporate all these different areas that are often overlooked in the modern approach to health, we can actually tie everything in together. And we can truly understand how we operate as a spiritual being, because we really are, we're incarnated in this body. But you know, what is the essence of that incarnation in our physical body when you really start to think about that? And when you really start to understand that 
yes, we have this physical vessel that we need to take care of, but we also have this other invisible thing that's there, our spirit, our soul. Mm -hmm. It occupies that physical vessel and we need to take care of that. You know, like, you know, like, uh, like some of the religious teachers have said, you must take care of the temple because if you destroy your temple, then your body's going to crumble and it's just all connected that way. So I, I would highly recommend getting in tune with what's going on spiritually. Does that area work in your life? Are you going to church? Are you praying? Are you meditating? Whatever you believe in, whatever you practice, are you doing it? Are you, is it fulfilling to you? Your mind, are you in touch with your thoughts? Are you able to decipher what's, what is true and what's false? What resonates, what doesn't? Your emotions, are you aware of what's going on emotionally? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling sad or angry or depressed? Are you compassionate? Are you discompassionate? You know, these are all the questions that I encourage people to ask themselves. And in my book, Transformative Nutrition, I go into very great detail in how you can really start to question yourself and get to the, get to the awareness to where you can actually kind of start doctoring yourself. And not, and not in the sense of throwing all your medication away and saying never going to the doctor again, because that's crazy. And I would never say that. But just getting back to the roots of just being human and using nature and using, you know, everything that we had in our natural world and in our, our own awareness of the elements and everything, getting back to that, because we've gotten, we've become so, so much detached from that natural state of living that now everything is coming back together and we're reconnecting with not only with nature, but with, you know, the, the whole holistic approach to healing. Mm -hmm. And people are really starting to get that. And it's very powerful. And, you know, it's, it's very exciting to speak to people that are, you know, open to this approach because I, I really believe that it's going to really be the way to ultimate health that we're headed towards. So action takers, listen to your body, listen to your mind. Listen to your physical body, listen to your spirit, listen to the universe, the messages, the nudges, the signs, the breadcrumbs that is trying to put in front of you. But keep listening and be mindful. So thanks a lot for that powerful tip, Michael. Now, when we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change at such a moment. There is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not yet ready. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. Now, this is a thought-provoking quote by best-selling author Paul Coelho. It's so true, action takers. There is no point in saying that we are not ready. Jump straight into the white waters. It will feel cold at first, but then you will soon learn to become one with the waves. So, Michael, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What were you feeling at that instant? And then how did you overcome it? I love that quote, by the way. That's an awesome quote. Thanks. <laughs> the biggest challenge in my journey definitely was to transform the way I was eating mm -hmm. because I got into such a pattern of, un of basically unconsciousness. It was very difficult for me to reverse that pattern. You know, we create cycles. Everything in life, if you think about it, is a cycle. Everything has a cycle, a birth in the middle and a death cycle, and then it starts over again. And our life is the same way. You know, we create these cycles in our life where we have seasons. Things, you know, things are in season sometime, like friends or jobs or movie or houses, you know, living situation. And being aware of your cycles that you've created will actually have you understand that you're even though it appears as a, as a loop, you're not stuck in that. You're not actually stuck to that cycle. You have the limitless potential to create a new cycle, create a new paradigm for, for any area of your life. If something isn't working in your life, 
you know, a lot of people like to, I hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm stuck at my job. And that statement right there is very disempowering. And the reason it is, is because you're not stuck anywhere. You know, you can come home and revise your resume and start looking for a new job. You can start marketing and networking with people that, you know, or you can find an area that you're passionate about or that you're good at or that you have creativity in and start manifesting that more. There's so many things that you can do to make that area in your life work. And it's all about creating a new pattern, a new cycle in your life. Because when we stay stuck in these old patterns, we just keep repeating, repeating, repeating the same thing over and over again. And then we sit there and then we complain, well, my life doesn't work in this area. And it's like, well, because you're going in the same circle over and over, how can it work if you're repeating something that didn't work five years ago and you're still doing it now and you're probably going to do it five years from now if you don't create a new cycle, you know what I mean? So looking back now, based on your story, you mentioned that it's important to break through the cycle. What is it one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? That's a really tough question, by the way, because there's so many things that, I, that I've learned from life because I firmly believe that life itself is our greatest teacher. You know, you can have multiple degrees and you can, you know, be very studious and very well educated in many different areas. But when it comes to life and if you think about how much life can teach you, it's absolutely incredible. And I think that that concept alone is very powerful and it can really have people see see things differently when you when you think about it when was the last time you really acknowledged what you've learned out of life just your life experience i mean everybody has a book in them i wrote my book based on everything i've talked about today everybody has something in their life that they've experienced that's that the world wants to hear i mean i'm not saying everybody should go out and write a book and do all that but i'm just saying that what has life taught you in that experience that is, that would enable you to write a book if you wanted there's a lot of profound information that you can gather from whatever it is that you've been through in your life. Some, everybody's been through something that they've come out a little stronger or incredibly stronger or even become a leader because of what they've been through. And I encourage people, I encourage listeners to take that action and really start seeing how awesome your life is because life really is a gift. And we're given this gift to help other people see this gift that's out there for them to grab. It's there and we have this access to it by the experience that we call life. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I highly encourage people to be more engaged in the awesomeness of, of what they've created for themselves up until now. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, the past, you may not like it so much. You may not like what you've done, said, or seen. You know, we all have those things about our past, but the past has made you who you are in the present. And what's going to happen in the future is irrelevant now because the only moment we have to live is right now. So once we come back to that moment, then we can really learn from life because then we're living in the present. And then the present is really the only time that exists because everything else is either done and gone or who knows what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But when we live in that, when we get back to that present, that's when we can really learn from life. And that's a huge thing right there because there's so many people running around so unpresent and like they're either years ago or they're thinking so far in the future that they're not even enjoying their life right now and you know that's one of the things that that, that can actually cause health problems too because then worry comes the worry and doubt and, and all that stuff comes in you know mm -hmm. so michael thanks a lot for sharing those thoughts with us what stood out for me was that we have an unlimited potential to break through from our cycles break the patterns make it happen and really zoom towards 
our vision and with that we now transition into another eventful part of our lives another story but this story is about us finding a vocation a business a job something that gives a lot of meaning to our lives and that of others this round is about finding our life's true calling now i was going through many quotes a few days back to find a quote that really resonates with this round and the quote that stood out for me was as follows today is the first day of the rest of your life and this quote is by charles tedrich and what this really made me think about is the influence that our past as you mentioned the influence that our past tends to have over our decisions and in most cases our past prevents us from taking that leap of faith mm-hmm. before starting something new before starting a business before acting upon a powerful idea so that's why listeners just feel it in you today is the first day of the rest of your life so my question to you michael is have you found your life's purpose and if yes what is your life's purpose absolutely what i'm doing right now this conversation that i'm having with you aj is one big part of my life's purpose it is to spread the awareness and the message of transformative health transformative nutrition spread the awareness that people have the ability to tap into their healing power and live that life that they want to live have the health that they want to have and create what they want to create in their life and i have that's my mission in life right now and i didn't know that until i actually experienced everything i went through with losing 100 pounds and having the slip apnea and reversing it and lowering my blood pressure all these things needed to happen for me to see that i have a calling to offer this information because if I didn't have that experience, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I mean, I had a, I had so many um, – I had this grand idea when I was growing up in, in grade school that I was going to be a professional sports superstar because I was really good at baseball in, in school mm-hmm. and in high school. And I had this idea and I had the potential. I mean, I was, you know, I was offered all these you know, opportunities and stuff from colleges and everything, but it didn't work out. And if I didn't go through what I went through now – I wouldn't be where I'm at now in a position to help people, to help people heal and to help people tap into their limitless potential. That's one of my, that's one of the biggest things right there. Aside from the whole weight loss aspect of what, what I do, what I help people with. The other thing is what you said is feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's exactly what I'm doing with, with what I do with health coaching and writing. And what I like to encourage people to do as well, finding something that, you either love or you're incredibly good at Mm. and just following it with your heart. At least find something that resonates with your heart because when you have that, then at least you're not going to be dragging yourself out of bed on Monday to go to work. You know, you'll actually get up and say, I can't wait to start my day because I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to transform the world with this information. That is my intent right there is to transform everything having to do with health in every aspect is to make a major impact on that. Just like you want to reach a million people in five years, I have that same goal. And The more people I can reach with this information, the more people I can get to tap into their abilities and their potential, the better. So going back in time, was there ever a particular moment beyond which you're pretty confident that this is what you were meant to do? Take us back to that very moment. When I realized that, you mean? Yeah. It's pretty much right after I wrote my book. Because I still had a lot of fear-based emotions and thoughts around jumping into this career. I was an engineering technician for about 10 years. And I was good at what I did. I could fix or you know, rig anything to work. And I had, a, I had passion for that career path when I first started it back in um, 2006. But in 2016, that career path no longer serves me. Because I have this knowledge. And when I actually 
got over my fears of getting this information out there because I knew that once I got this out there, I knew people, people are thirsty for it. And it's the book that I wrote really quenches people's thirst for this information. And I really had a feeling subconsciously that if I write this book, then I'm going to have to present it to people. I'm going to have to Mm -hmm. do speeches and talks like I'm doing right now. And I was not open to it back then. I was closed. I was closed off. I wasn't open to possibilities, but you know, I, I, I got into my wife, she's actually a yoga instructor. So she's, she's helped me transform a lot of those conversations that I've had, especially on the spiritual side. She actually introduced me to meditation as well. And meditation and yoga are actually two of the things that had me ground myself to, to be able to understand those thoughts and transmute them into, okay, so yes, you're going to have to present this information, but there's a need for this information. So why wouldn't you want to, you know, you're, you, you have this experience that the world needs. So understanding that, you know, I, I got into this place where I was like, okay, I don't want to continue on this career path that doesn't work for me anymore. I have this information. I have this book now. So I'm going to jump all in because why not? You know, we, we're here, we're put on this. I believe that we're put on this earth for a purpose and everybody's purpose is different. And I look back at what's happened over the course of my life and I say, you know, if this isn't a purpose for this isn't my purpose in life, then I don't know what what is. It, it just makes 100 percent sense that I had to go through all that to gain the knowledge and wisdom that I have to be able to share it. And now that I have that, I'm able to do that. And that's you know, that's basically when I when I made the decision, OK, I'm following this 100 percent with my heart. I quit my 10-year career in the tech field, and now I do this. This is what I do. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy when I was in the in the tech field for the last few years. And that's good or that's in your heart because if you're staying at a job that you're miserable at, which I did for many years, it can actually affect your health. And trust me, it, it, it really does. So that's definitely one of the things that's involved with holistic health. Mm-hmm. So you said that you were a technician working with electricity and you could make anything work. And now it seems that you are a human body technician working with bioelectricity, nutrition, health practices and energies to make any body work. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> so Michael, we have finally arrived at the wisdom round, which is my favorite round. During this round, I'll ask you four rapid fire questions and you'll respond with four short but action-packed answers. So are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. So take a few seconds to look back into your life. What has been the best advice that someone's ever given you? My dad would always tell me, slow down. And then you would also say, well, my, my wife, she, she would tell me from her grandmother, take time to stop and smell the flowers. Name a personal habit that contributes to your well-being. Meditation and yoga, definitely. Heals my body and mind and soul at all levels. So, Michael, what does your morning ritual look like? In the morning, I wake up, I have two glasses of water, and then I take care of my cats, and then I do some bouncing on the trampoline, and then I do an inversion, which is when you hang on an inversion table and, mm-hmm. and decompress your spine. And then I fix my green tea, and then I make some healthy breakfast. And then I get to work. Sounds wonderful. Now, could you name a book that you'd like to recommend to for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. I would recommend this book. The author is Steve Gagne. And the, the name of the book is called Food Energetics. And the reason, and that's a really tough question because yeah. I, I there's so many books. When I was trying to answer that question, I, I was thinking, man, I could, <laughs> I tried it. I narrowed it down to like 20 and then 10 and then five. And then it's like, okay. The reason I picked Food Energetics is because it is incredibly thorough and covers so much ground and pretty much 
has a lot to do with everything I talked about. And, and the whole food energetics is very interesting. And there's a lot of Ayurvedic principles in there where the food that you eat, you impart the wisdom and the energy of that food. So for example, if you're eating beef, cow, you know, you have that slow grounding, stable energy. If you eat chicken, that's a very fast and chaotic kind of energy because you see them all over the you know field mm-hmm. plucking and you know, all that. So it, it gives you a good understanding of if you eat that food, you're going to acquire that energetic property of that food, of that animal, or even that uh, vegetable. It's very, very powerful information. It really has you understand the deeper level of food. It has you understand food on an emotional, spiritual, and mental level, which is where we need to be when we want to transform our physical. Because like I was saying in this whole conversation, those are just as powerful, if not more powerful than the physical part of our our being. So action takers, the show notes can be accessed by going to our website. That's my7chakras.com slash 81. Of course, to get the whole benefit and all the information, you'll have to listen to the entire show. But to get some of the links and read some of the highlights of today's show, you can always visit my7chakras.com slash 81. So Michael, thanks for appearing on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. I am extremely grateful for life itself because it is giving me this opportunity to share this information. And AJ, I want to thank you sincerely for having me on the show. It's been a great pleasure. You can find the best place to go is my website, which is godoctoryourself.com. And on my website, you can see my book there. I have a free newsletter with tons of information on there. On my free newsletter, you get uh, expert articles that I've written, some inspirational quotes, uh, recipe ideas, some free giveaways, some, a lot of good stuff there. And then also, I have um, tons of articles that I've written and feature on my website. And there, I also have uh, product recommendations and that are in my book that I – products that uh, recommend books – Books are one of the biggest things that I have on there that, that I've read or that I've heard people tell me about. So my website is godoctoryourself.com and you can find all that information there in my book and everything. Now, quick question. Uh, when you see a website, is it the full doctor or is it just DR? Because It is a full doctor. So it's G-O-D-O-C-T-O-R. Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F.com. Go doctoryourself.com. Perfect. We're going to have the link in the show notes as well. And listeners, before we end today's episode, I'd like to remind you of our survey that you can take part in by visiting my 7 slash survey. Answer that one question and allow me to serve you better. So Michael, thank you so much for coming on our show today, talking to us about overcoming limiting beliefs and taking us one massive leap closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift Get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.